When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For all the latest rugby updates, analytics, interviews and more, get Rugby News Magazine today. And joining us from Rugby News Magazine is Campbell Burns, the editor. G'day Campbell, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad at all. Absolutely fizzing, no doubt, for Saturday morning at around five past seven. Yes, indeed. I just had a look at the uh, schedule. There's something like 17 or 18 TV games this weekend. So if I can get through half of those, that'd be good. But certainly the 7.15am uh, on Saturday is appointment viewing the, the All Blacks against France. Mate, it's, uh, it's an interesting one because we've had obviously a few people, a few players from both sides been ruled out of this one. Uh, Cyril Bailly, uh, Paul Willemsa, the lock, uh, remain in Tamaki, of course, gone for the entire World Cup, and Jonathan Dancy, the centre, all gone for France in that opening match. But, you know, the All Blacks aren't immune either. Shannon Frizzell, Brody Retallick definitely missing. There's some question marks over Geordie Barrett as well. How do you see that? Yeah, well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's not um, ideal for both sides. We already knew um, Intermac was ruled out of the World Cup, but they've had Dante with a with a hamstring, and now looks like uh, Geordie Barrett will will miss that match. And really, there isn't any urgency to get Barrett on the field probably till the end of the month. Uh, that uh, a Namibia game, he wouldn't need to play either. Same with Brady Retallick. So um, I don't think it's a it's a major really. I mean, a good opportunity for someone like Anton Leonard Brown uh, or David Harvey to slot into that twelve jersey, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's a, it's, it's a huge occasion, but the, the result, given that South Africa won the last World Cup after dropping the opener, um, won't be, it won't be huge, really. Although, I, I guess the caveat to that is that the All Blacks are coming off a, a poor display against the, the Springboks, so they'll be wanting a much better performance. And whether, I mean, if that's good enough to, to win the game, great, but uh, I'm sure they'll just be looking to keep everyone fit and on the field. Which way do you think they will go? Uh, do you reckon it'll be Harvey at 12 or Anton Leonard Brown? Well, hard to say. Certainly on a match fitness um, a scenario, you'd go with Leonard Brown uh, because Harvey's really only played... Uh, what well, he, he, he came off the... Uh, no, no, in fact, he played 40 minutes in Tasman's NPC opener uh, about four weeks ago. So uh, I don't think that's enough necessarily to throw him right in the fray. So you'd think uh, Leonard Brown would be would be there, perhaps with Harvey off the bench. Yeah, that's probably, I mean, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because Harvey's probably a bit more like-for-like like when it comes to Geordie. He's got the kicking game and things and adds another pivot. Yeah, yeah, yeah look, 100%. I mean, they have, they have to alter things slightly with Leonard Brown, uh, who's quite direct. Uh, but I, I don't think it would change the overall flow or game plan. I think Richie Monga works in well with um, with, with either or. Certainly Harvey, uh Having played with him at the Crusaders, and Rico Ioane has played played plenty of rugby with both of them. Uh, Leonard Brown's probably the stronger defender, 
and, and as I said, more direct. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see which way they go. But I would imagine Leonard Brown would have the inside running. What about on the side of the scrum then at six? Because no Shannon Frizzell for this game. Uh, I, I guess the two obvious options are either Luke Jacobson or if you want a bit more size against a very big French pack, you go to a Tupu Vaie. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tipovai would certainly strengthen the line out uh, in that sense. But um, look, I think I think Luke Jacobson hasn't done anything wrong. He unfortunately uh, was the man who had to get taken off um, after the after the Scott Barrett um, card uh, against South Africa. So he, I mean, he, he I think he deserves his chance. It will alter the dynamics slightly, um, and that I'm not sure who they'll go to necessarily as their as their fourth line out option. But uh, I mean, Jacobson can you can throw him up and win some. On ball, so I'd like to see Jacobson certainly get another chance uh, in that six jersey. Now, uh, outside of uh, the the All Blacks group, uh, of course, uh, we the All Blacks if they win the group, they play runner up in Group B, or if they come second, they play uh, the winner of Group B, which is likely to be uh, South Africa or Ireland. How do you see that group shaking out? Because unlike Group A, there's the Smoky of Scotland in Group B, so maybe it's not a two horse race. Well, yeah, that's right. We, we may get a, a pointer towards that on uh, early on Monday morning with South Africa versus Scotland to kick off Pool B there. Uh, yeah, you'd think South Africa and Ireland uh, will, will, will head that group, but Scotland, number five in the world, playing some pretty good footy. If Finn Russell fires for them, uh, that could be interesting. Tom is the other smoky in that group. Um, very good team on paper. I'm not sure whether they've got the wherewithal to to, uh, you know, to, uh, to beat uh, Ireland or South Africa, maybe Scotland, so... Very tight in that uh, in that Paul V, but certainly uh, the Box and the Irish would be would be favourites to emerge from there. Do you think the All Blacks would have a preference? Uh, well, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I would imagine they'd probably prefer to play Ireland. Um, Ireland is the number one side in the world and have beaten them what three or four times in the last five outings. But uh, the pressure will be immense on Ireland in that quarter final to, to win and get over that hump and make the semi. So. The, the All Blacks would probably prefer the Irish, given what South Africa did to them. Um, and if South Africa get all their, their best men on the field, um, we know what they're going to do. They're come, going to come with a 6-2 bench or even 7-1 bench. So, uh, yeah, there won't be any... Um, I mean, you know, what happened two weeks ago in Twickenham, the All Blacks might be a bit concerned in the back of their mind if they have to play the box. Yeah, that, that one uh, certainly... Well, uh, it was interesting because Steve Devine uh, said on the show that whoever won the pre-tournament game between South Africa and the All Blacks would lose the, their quarterfinal because you can't go into a tournament absolutely humming and hold it for eight weeks. said so that's what they learned back in uh, 2007. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Well, I mean, uh, Ian Foster did make the point a couple of days ago that uh, you don't want to be peaking too early. Um, <laughs> the All Blacks have often played some brilliant rugby in the pool stages and then um, and then missed out. So, yeah, they, they want to be humming by October 14, 15. Um, and so that just means getting all their men fit, getting their combinations going. I think their last pool game is against um, Italy, which will be, uh, sorry, Uruguay, but um, uh, Italy at the end of the month. I mean, that'll be quite a good test uh, for them. They'll probably play their full strength side there and just look to be look to build nicely. So, yeah, I mean, it's certainly um, it's, a, it's a tournament. You, you don't want to be peaking in September. You want to be uh, doing what you have to so you get to the... Uh, 
that big that big quarter final, which we know is coming uh, in reasonable shape. Now the crossover happens at semi final stage, but up till then uh, the teams in Pool C and D. It's it's going to be quite interesting. Wales, Australia, Fiji, and Georgia are in Pool C. So are Portugal. But all of a sudden you look at that and you think, well, Fiji and Georgia may not be out of this picture. You might have looked at that on paper originally and gone, well, that's Wales-Australia, but the way Fiji have been going and the way the Georgian scrum functions, they could cause both those sides trouble. Yeah, well, it's been crazy. Um, just that, uh, if you look at, look at events from 10 days ago where there was a real upheaval in the world rankings, uh, and so Samoa challenged Ireland strongly. Uh, Fiji tipped over England. Uh, Georgia's been going well. Um, I know some people are tipping Georgia to make the quarters. Uh, that's going to be uh, interesting because they're going to have to beat two of Wales, Australia and Fiji and I think that might be tough for, for the Lalos but they are they have made real strides. Fiji certainly um, probably just about uh, at a point where you could say you know, if they, if they tip over Wales uh, on Monday morning then they'll be right in line to make the, to make the quarters. Uh, Australia, we don't really know because uh, Eddie Jones, <laughs> his side haven't won a game yet uh, but they're, they're very capable of topping that pool, uh, or at least coming second, and then, then they've probably got a reasonably, um, well, not straightforward, but a, not as, as difficult a quarter-final. So Australia could make the semis without even breaking sweat, which would be crazy, uh, given, given all the troubles that Eddie Jones has had. So Paul C, very, very competitive. Portugal's uh, making up the numbers, but uh, you know, there's four teams there which don't go into two. No, that's right. And then, of course, uh, Paul D will see England trying to uh, battle it out with Chile to avoid the wooden spoon um, the, on, on form. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty confident that England will beat Chile, so England's got at least one win in, in this World Cup. Uh, Japan's been a funny one. They, they haven't really performed uh, since they made the quarterfinals four years ago and haven't come in with any sort of form. So Argentina, who are only the third seeds in that pool, I think will be the favourites to top that. So then it becomes a matter of what Samoa can do. Um, in, in their games against Japan and England. Uh, I, I still back England to, to make it, uh, but Samoa will be challenging strongly, and they'll be thinking back to 1995 when they last made the World Cup quarters. Uh, they've got a pretty good side on paper, but they're going to have to turn around some pretty um, some pretty scratchy form, mm. uh, particularly in the PNC. So um, a tough fall there. But England, 